We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey everybody, welcome to the Rotowire Fantasy Football Podcast for Week 12, recapping the week. As always, we are brought to you by, uh, by our exclusive sponsorship partner, WinBet. Um, it is a big week. The, the team of Destiny had an amazing week, both between between the Thanksgiving game and then this weekend, where you had two picks to make for your survivor pool, Chris. This was a pretty darn good week for you. It was it was sick. It was just beyond, beyond, and I can't even take it anymore. I can't even watch. I, I'm almost like I need to just set the pick, go to a bar, have a bunch of drinks, find out later. You know, I, I don't even – I can't even deal. And just remember this, like Atlanta, uh, Jacksonville, I could barely watch. And, you know, Atlanta was up 21-3. The closest Jacksonville got, well, they didn't even get to the 30-yard line down 21-14 when they mm-hmm. went four and out to end the game – and I was having a heart attack. And the thing is, um, what if they had scored and tried to go for two to, to win it? You know, what if they'd gone right, to right. overtime? You know, like I, those things I, I was thinking about, I was like, if they go to overtime, I won't be able to deal with it, you know? And so um, just for some background, you know, so Dalton and I are in the, if you haven't, uh, you know, if you're not aware of this, are in the $6 million circus survivor pool. And so heading into last week, you know, so before Thanksgiving, there were 134 people left and we had used Dallas. We, we kind of had to take and, and the bills. So we took the bears. They barely won in the last second. And uh, that was crazy in itself. But then Dallas lost in the uh, evening and there were suddenly 40 people left in the, in the pool. And now after this uh, weekend where there were no good teams and I chose the Falcons and I stepped up, I don't know if you saw the video, Jeff, I, I, I made us take the Falcons. Oh, the, if you know what you know now, watch the pregame video that we made on Saturday okay. night. You're going to be like, oh, my God. Right? So we chose the Falcons of all the teams. There were two and a half. There were two-point favorites, and they won. Was this um, all you? Were you forcing was, this? I forced it. I stepped up, and I said, you know what I did? I was so adamant about taking the Falcons that in uh, Dalton's pool, Dalton has his own pool. It's 100 bucks to get in. It's 31 people, and it's Ted Bell and me, the last two. Cousin Steve, rest in peace, or Uncle Steve, I guess, uh, Dalton's uncle Steve lost. So it's just Ted Bellamy are in the last two. I said, I am so uh, behind this pick that I'm going to take Atlanta over New England that I had available in that pool. I will take <laughs> Atlanta 
over New England just to show you, just have extra skin in the game. And I did. Um, unfortunately, New England won. Uh, otherwise, I would have took down the whole pool. Uh, and uh, you got, you should, I, I would recommend it. it's 22 minutes, but you know, you'll get to the crux of it within 15 or 10 minutes. It's, I recommend it. It was, uh, I will. We had, to, we didn't agree on the pick, put it that way. I insisted we did it land. He wanted the Niners who actually won. But we can't use the Niners, so that wasn't really even an option. I, it, I, I was. What do you mean you couldn't use them? You'll well, because, because on Christmas Day we have to pick a a, a game, a team, and okay. that and the Thursday, just like Thanksgiving, it's three teams, three games, and we've used up Green Bay, Cleveland, which is one of the games, and we've used up the Colts, and they're at Arizona, so we have Arizona still at home against the Colts, and then the other game is Tennessee at uh, is uh, Tennessee hosting San Francisco. And I said, we need to have two sides of a game. We don't know who's going to be hurt, what quarterback's going to be there. You need to have both sides of a game so you can have at least a favorite. And you know, in, and if it's a close to a pick you could take a dog if it's a one-point underdog, like Detroit, Chicago, Ted Bell took Detroit, right? Like that, that you could do that in a two-point game if, if you wanted to play pot odds or you just felt it was more likely. But what you can't have is not both sides of the same game when you have to pick three games. And you just say, okay, if we just had Arizona and Tennessee left, well, what if the Niners are favored? Uh, in that game what if Kyler Murray's out and the Colts are favored in that I mean you can't be drawing dead you can't have it that like all the teams that you have available might lose that game you have to have a chance to pick a winner so I said no matter what for those standalones we need to have both sides of every game uh, of one game not every game one game so that no matter what happens when we get there we've got minimum 50 50 and probably 60 40 minimum to get through and mm -hmm. so um so I, I wouldn't use the Niners or Titans until then I mean I I would in an absolute emergency but I wouldn't, you know, I just think it's like you can't do that because you don't want to have three teams left where your equity is worth $2 million and you literally can't win. You can't do that. You can't do that to right. yourself. So uh, it was really, it was really uh, Atlanta or Houston were the two teams that we we're thinking of. I mean, there was, we could have taken the Eagles, I guess, but we, we should have taken the Bengals. Neither of us liked the Bengals. We, we dismissed the Bengals out of hand. And it turns out that was the, that would have been the easy one. That um, was a unanimous pick. Um, you know, that, that's, that was one of the, on staff picks, we all were on the Steelers to cover and I'm sure some, and I, I think Dalton made him their best bet, his best bet too. <coughs> but yeah, suffice no. to say we we're all wrong about that. And I'm, I've never been more happy to be wrong. I mean, what they a, killed them. They killed me down. Oh, oh my gosh. It was so fun. I should have almost taken the Bengals cause everyone was so adamant. Like why are, it was, this was, it was such a, it was such a game. Like it was like, it was four, four and a half initially. It was like. Why are right. the Bengals four and a half point favorites over the Steelers? Their arch rival in a tough division game. Like, why? How is that even? You know, Cleveland stomped the Bengals. Like, why won't this be just like that? Well, Cleveland has a good offensive line for one. Um, but but so it was almost like the other way than you would assume. Everyone assumed one thing was the other thing. Yeah. Uh, so um, anyway, we should use the Bengals. That was the one, but we didn't like it. And then when we once that was off the table. Um, Thank God I did not like the Eagles because the Giants always play them tough and magic getting mm -hmm. knocked out by your giant, your own team. Uh, that would have screwed yeah, me up. Yeah, you so. walked that tightrope once. You didn't want to have to do that again. No, yeah, I mean, whatever. When it's a 10-point favorite, okay. I didn't want to. I let it happen because uh, I, I agreed. Uh, on, I let Dalton push us on the Chiefs, which was the right call. So anyway, um, there's 30 people left. You know, it's a $200,000 entry now. And I, I just can't watch. I can't do it. I, it's, it's just, you have to watch. You <laughs> yeah, have to. It's well, part they, of the ethos. You've got, want, you can't want us to live watch, Chris. People want us to live stream it. I, it's like, I, you know how NFL games go with referees and fumbles and slippery. Oh, yeah. 
snaps. They want. I'm here for the profanity. I'm here for the angst. I'm here for all of that. It's not. It's not it's profanity. Be there. It's not profanity and angst at this point. It's so beyond that. I'm like making Sasha sit on the couch because Sasha's been good luck a bunch of times. Like she came in right before the miraculous uh, Tucker field goal and Lamar Jackson conversion. She's uh-huh. been there like for all the key times. So I'm like, no, Sasha, come. You got to get back in. Get back in now. It's important. You know. I'm like. I've gone crazy. I've gone crazy. Uh, it's too much money. Um, as I told Dalton, you know, we, you know, we typically bet 120 grand a game, never 150, 200 a game. So this is really uh, stretching the limits of what I can tolerate. And uh, I, I, I wish I could say it was fun. It was actually fun until it got not fun. Until, until it got not fun. It's not fun anymore. It's too much, man. I can't deal with it. Well, you had a lot of character building on Thursday with the uh, Lions and Bears too. Dude. The, the line, I mean, that game, but I was drunk because Thanksgiving and I was at a friend's house in the countryside and it was just so epic that drive. They used up the whole clock. They shut it down to one second, not three seconds. They took it down to right. one second. One bad and, you know, snap, you know, oh, it's dude, all a over. Fumble, interception, anything, you know, a sack at the wrong time. They just didn't mess up on the drive that took out the entire clock. The Lions, they're down 13 7. There's a 53 yard field goal from Cairo Santos. They make it 16 9. It's over. It's done. If they get a two-score lead in the second half, no, he misses it. And of course, and he was woefully out. short yeah. too. I mean, that was no it was amazing how bad Cairo Santos was. I was joking, like, okay, they're inside the twenty. There might be in Cairo Santos's range finally yeah. here. I mean, nothing was dude. a funny joke. Dalton, you got to see this video, dude, that we that we released on Saturday. I will. Dalton was talking about how he's killed for less. Then Aikman congratulating Matt Nagy on the win before the kick happened. Oh, like, you know, just like the worst. Oh, no. And, and it, it is. And then even Atlanta, I'm telling you, like Atlanta was up 21-3. Jacksonville gets an eight-point touchdown. So it's 21-11. Uh, then, then they drive all the way down. Holding penalty, thank God, backs them up. It's 21-14. Then Atlanta can't run out the clock. They punt. Jacksonville gets the ball back with like two minutes left. Like, you know. But even though they didn't even make it past the 30 yard line, and I was already like in a pot, you know, just in, in a heap of, of collapse in a heap. Like it is getting to be too much, this, this 200K. And it was also worse because I was the one who just stepped up. I was like, I'll be the bad guy. We're doing this. Yeah. And it just came to me. It just came to me. Like I was thinking about it, I was meditating on it. I was like, I was like, Atlanta, Atlanta's right pick. And I, I, I told that you can watch the video, but I said, right when I was watching the Raiders game, one of the announcers, right when I thought Atlanta was the right play, one of them said something Atlanta, right when he just said Atlanta, the word, right when I said, and I was like, that's it. It's done. Um, so you can see our process is very uh, serious. All right. Very good. Um, let me ask you this. Gets down to the last three and somehow I, I, you might not even be allowed to do it, but somehow, some way you try to broker a deal where you, each of you get two million. Would you take it? Yes. Um, but uh real man doesn't. There's no reason to his team of destiny. Why would I split when I have the whole thing? But um, yeah, I don't think we can do that. I mean, I, I'm sure if we knew the people and we got our lawyers together and we drew up some sort of contract, you could make it, you could probably do it, right? Um right. one thing that would be fun, um, you know, if say, you know, there were 10 people left, so it was six hundred K each, right? I was like, Well, what if we each just got two hundred K and we played for four mil? Right. Like, okay, so we get a hundred thousand each Dalton and I, and then we it just becomes more fun at that point. You know, it's like right. Um, you know, so but I don't, you know, all this stuff's gonna involve lawyers because I don't think legally with the gaming board and the terms of the contest that I don't think we can split it. So like 
Right. You know, you're not going to just be like, all right, man, if I win it, I'll send you your million. Like, no problem. Just give me your PayPal. You know, it's not going to work. You need you need contracts right. or stuff like, you know, when you're talking about this kind of thing. So uh, I don't know that that's even a thing. And people are like, oh, dude, just hedge, just hedge. Oh, really? You know, someone who put a million on the underdog or on the underdog <laughs> uh, gets the spread like in cash. I'm going to get that money to Vegas. Like, um, yeah, you know, I'll just, I'll just put a million down. You know, I'll just, you know, uh, how much is in your DraftKings account? You know, let's put a, a bill on, on, the, on the money line or whatever. I mean, right, I, right. I suppose theoretically we could do it. It's just like, you know, this, is, doesn't, this doesn't happen in five minutes now. You know, with Bitcoin or something, you could do something this quickly. But um, holy shit, man. You know, just even that. I mean, it would be well, the sickest thing to do is let's say, you know, we had like the Monday night game the last week and the guy before us lost. So we, you know, we at least tie. And if we win, we got the whole thing. Um, and we just like put like a million to cover the spread, you know, and that way um, we could middle it, you know, where the, the underdog covers but loses and we win the pool and we get the, <laughs> we get the extra. Anyway, right. it's, it's never wrong to be greedy, Jeff. It's never wrong to try to get more than the six million. But the, the point is like, you the, like the, yeah we can hedge for like three grand pretty easily or something like that if we wanted to i mean maybe you know we won five grand but i mean is that really gonna take the sting out of it i don't know you know yeah that's right um it's just fascinating to think of all the permutations all the possibilities there and you know is and if that's why everybody else is jumping on board the team of destiny bandwagon too i mean it's it's really interesting to see see all that and see how close you can get to life-changing money and well just to do that just, just to be clear, it's not life-changing money for me. It's for Dalton it is because he doesn't have any money. Six mil for me, you know, it's a nice vacation, basically, is what it is. Yeah, for well, for okay. Dalton, yeah. For, yeah. Uh, you know, it's, you can rent a private island for a week. You know, that, I, there's something to be said. Or, yeah, maybe maybe more than a week. But, the, the yeah, no, I mean, dude, I it's, it's sick. It's been awesome, dude. I love the people on Twitter. There's people like... Dude, I gamble, play DFS every week. I don't even care about that. This is the only thing I root for. Other people are like, <laughs> I'm explaining this to my family at Thanksgiving. They don't care about sports. They don't understand why I care about this. Like all these people, my wife is into this. She doesn't care about sports now. You know, they're saying, you know, it is just like, it's just one of the best. It's just really fun. Um, and meanwhile, and there's the, other people looking at those people like as if they're growing a second head or something like that. You know, it's like, I, lo I, I love it. Well, yeah. also, there's also people giving me suggestions like, don't go Atlanta, go Carolina, go this, go that. And I'm like, you know that's fine. I don't are mind. Are you the team of destiny? No, yeah, exa you exactly. <laughs> exactly. Like, like you do, are you really giving the team of destiny advice? Exactly. So, yeah. um, you know, oh, oh, you're you you walking on the surgery? This happening? But like, no, 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 don't cut that uh, vessel. Cut that one. No, do this. Do it that way. You got to understand yeah. what's going on, guys. This is this exactly. is. I told Dalton in the video, and I I recommend it. Uh, it's not. You're talking probability. I'm talking prophecy. You know, that's the difference between the two of us. Right. All right. Uh, before we move on to the rest of the NFL, quick note from our friends at WinBet. If there's one thing we appreciate here at RotoWire, it's making good decisions and even more so making the right decision. Yeah, like, we do. Pick, like picking Atlanta, for instance. Listen up, folks. I have an incredible offer for you with RotoWire's newest partner, WinBet, the premier digital casino and sportsbook app. WinBet is now the exclusive sponsor for RotoWire's fancy podcast. WinBet, WinBet brings you the latest action. With a user-friendly interface, money line bets, boosted parlays, over-unders, round robins, live betting, and so much more at your fingertips. Want a break from sports betting? Head into WinBet's digital casino and take a spin on roulette. Double down in blackjack, slam the slots, or try your hand at Baccarat. WinBet is currently available in six states. Colorado, oh, it's actually seven states. Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia, while rapidly expanding. 
At WinBet, the possibilities are limitless. WinBet is currently offering all RotoWire listeners a risk free bet up to $500 on your first wager. Download WinBet now. That's W Y N N B E T. WinBet, the exclusive partner for RotoWire's fantasy podcasts. Okay. Uh, pretty soon, someday, this uh, podcast will be brought to you by the team at Destiny. Until then, though, it team is Destiny, uh, brought to yeah. you by WinBet. Um, we thank them for that. Uh, let's talk about some of the other things that happened this week. Uh, you know, it was a big week. We talked a little on the uh, about the Bengals and the Steelers. You know, the Bengals just ran it down the Steelers' throats. That's the thing that was blowing me away. It was how easily they were running the ball. They ran the. They made an emphasis on running the ball last week against the Raiders, and that worked. And I guess it could have worked even more if the quality of the playing surface was better. But this week, oh my goodness, I have never seen a Steelers team get like just run down their throat like that before. In fact, I think it set records for like the amount of rushing yards they gave up in the first half. It, I, I, I didn't recognize this Steelers team. This at least last week they fought back. This week there was no fighting in them at all. Yeah, uh, I'm. Uh, yeah, right. They came back against the Chargers, almost won that game. And uh, I, look, I like Tomlin. I think he's a good coach, but I'm sick of that Steelers team. They're boring. Uh, Roethlisberger's not good. The line is horrible. Um, I, yeah. I don't want to see them in the playoffs. I don't really have any upside. Um, they they need to kind of start over. And so, uh, even though I thought the Steelers would uh, show up at least against the Bengals, um, I'm. They sort of- always do. They always, always do. And I, yeah. I think Tomlin's a fantastic coach and usually he's a great motivator. I think he's, some of his decision-making skills need to be questioned. Uh, for instance, and th- this happened in the like second half, I mean the second quarter yesterday, they're already down 24 to three. They have like a fourth and three on their own 35. Fourth and one on their own 35, excuse me. Let me get it right. Um, and they punted away. And I get it. It's on their own 35. You don't make it. Well, it's over. Well, guess what? It was over anyhow. Uh, uh, no, that's really bad. I mean, the, the problem, I, it's really weird how coaches and, and even just people watching, they don't understand. They think like the fourth quarter is when you time, it's time to take chances, you know? And I sometimes were like, oh, you're down 20. It's midway through the third quarter. That is late. If you're down 20 yeah. in the first half, if you're down 24 or 21, um, there's not that many possessions in a single game. You know, it's like, you can't, you can't give them away. It's a finite number of them. Uh, So yeah, I I think, you know, that as soon as you, if you're down 21, your chances of winning a game are so slim that it's just, it's time to, it's time to act desperate now, you know, don't wait till the second half. Don't wait till the fourth quarter. Uh, And teams sometimes, I see teams sometimes down 20 and they're driving and they're using the whole play clock. And you're like, you're using the whole play clock, dude. I know it's not the fourth quarter, but, Time is something that yeah, a little urgency would be nice here. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you want to score with three minutes left in the third quarter, not 10 minutes left in the fourth quarter. It's a big difference when you're still down two touchdowns. Yeah, that's right. And it wasn't the only one I saw like that. But and, and it's funny because the Bengals drove, then they got picked after they got they had a, a play that was called back after a kind of a questionable uh, offensive holding or offensive pass interference on the other side of the play. Next play, Burrow gets picked. I'm like, oh, what a huge sequence. Then the very next play, Ben throws the pick six. And now it's 31 to three. Well, that, now it's really, really over. Um, but that wasn't, you know, there, I saw Sean McVay, who's, you know, supposed to be oh, this Sean like dealer, dealer guy. No. He ordered up two punts in the fourth quarter down 11. On one of them, fourth and three, which you, you just. No, well, how about at the end of the game when they, this is like the most bizarre thing I've ever seen. I even wrote about this. I don't even write about this stuff anymore that much. Yeah. They, they, uh, there was like a minute left, maybe just under, and they're in field goal range. 
and it's like third and whatever. Yeah, the run play. And it calls a run play. And so, dude, he they if they just thrown it into the ground, spiked it to stop the clock, they could have calmly got their field goal unit on, kicked the field goal with a minute left, kicked an onside yeah. kick. If they get it, they can actually drive for, for a touchdown. The, it took so long while the clock was running to get the field goal unit on on fourth down where they couldn't spike it or anything that by the time they kicked it, there was like 16 seconds left. And so even right. if they had gotten the onside kick, it would have been Hail Mary time. Uh, and that was just like so one-on-one, dude. Like you just yeah, you know, and they had this bizarre focus. Okay, let's get a first down. What? That's yeah. not the goal here. The goal here is to score and score quickly. Either yeah. you're that far down, you emphasize getting the touchdown, or you take you you stop, well, like you said, stop the clock, kick the field goal, give yourself some time. Either way, would have either either method would have been way better. And they yeah. did the absolute worst thing you could have done there, short of like fumbling the ball. You know, yeah. that, that was that was the only thing that could have gone worse is if they fumbled it. But it was bizarre. I mean, there's it's it was almost like you had a college mentality. OK, we get the first down, the clock stops or something. There was no running the ball to get a first down there meant nothing, just nothing at all. And, you know, they and then two punts he ordered up in the fourth quarter ahead of that. You know, OK, I get it when it's fourth and 11, but you're down two scores against a team that has like 35 points against you. You're going to trust the defense. No, you can't trust the defense. You got to score. There, you had to have some urgency here. I, uh, unbelievable. I mean, and there was a report going, circulating right before the games today, uh, yesterday, that Stafford's banged up um, and he's really hurting and all that. And I, I think there might be something to that. Uh, and may, maybe it's in that light. They're kind of like, okay, we're going to play it out. But then just put in the backup if that's the case. Right. Either if your guy can play, your guy's got to play. Right. Um, Rodgers might play. have to have surgery on his toe, but it, you know it's crazy. I don't know. I don't think he's going to have surgery because this is like the Super Bowl team. I don't know how long he'd be out if he had surgery on his toe. Right. This is his last go. Yeah. And, and this is like a Super Bowl. I mean, the Packers might be the best team in the NFL right now, and so it's kind of crazy. I mean, they've lost three games. One of them was the opening week. One yeah. of them was the Jordan Love game, and then the other one was like a, a coin flip against the against the Vikings. Like this team is is probably the best team in the NFL right now. And, um, you know, I don't know how long he'd be out if he had surgery on the toe, but it's kind of like, that's the guy that like, you know, th that's actually hurting. That's the guy that actually might have to be, you know, miss time, uh, you know, mm -hmm. could be this week. So that's a huge story also. It is. It really is. And, uh, it could be, you know, it, it, it's crazy. It's crazy. I think he still will win the MVP, by the way. I think he'll overcome that. I don't know. We'll see. Um, if the Packers do end up being the top seed and all that, then I think he might. Now, if Arizona ends up being the top seed, we'll see. Uh, it might be different. Uh, well, I mean, I don't think they're going to give it to him. I think they're going to be too pissed about uh, immunization gate. I don't think they're going to give it to him. But I, yeah. but I think I think he's the best player in the NFL right now. I mean, yeah, I think, like, these are the same it, football writers that kept Terrell Owens out in next year because they didn't they, like him. They didn't yeah, like so, Terrell. It's all yeah. about you know the personal thing is huge. And and the thing is like, I mean, I think he's the best player in the NFL. Like if, if I have one quarterback right now, it's, it's him. I mean, he, I think he is the whole package, you know, Brady's good, but Brady's old. I mean, Brady, he's very decisive. He makes, you know, good. He knows what he's doing, but like Rogers is the guy with the touch, the arm, some mobility still. I mean, he, I, I think he's better. And Mahomes, you know, is, is the wizard, but like that offense has been out of sync. He hasn't been playing that well this year. I, if I'm, if I'm taking one player right now, it's probably Rogers. And I'm trying to think who else can win the MVP. Like, I think Josh Allen would be a bad choice right now. I just think like, He's played well, but he's not playing MVP football. They have two games against the Pats. We'll find out after that. Yeah. I mean, I, I just so, don't think we need to weigh in on it. We'll no, wait until no, after those two no. games. Even yeah. so, it's just it, they just haven't distinguished themselves like that. Yeah.
I mean, Jonathan Taylor has a case, but you know, you can't take the ball out of Aaron Rodgers' hand 26 plays in a row. Whereas the Colts could do that with Taylor because they're idiots, but yeah, they can do that. And, and I mean, and it's true. Like the Colts are six and six. Like if you're going to be an MVP running back, you got to, first of all, you got to make the playoffs, but it's better if you're like 14 and two, you know, then you're like, okay, I'm the dominant running back on the 14 and two team. I'm MVP. But if you're like, you know, nine and eight or 10 and seven, you squeak in the playoffs on the seventh seed. It's kind of hard to get you the MVP if you're a running back. Right. And it also happens to be like the second chair uh, running back MVP behind Derrick Henry, you know, and then Henry gets hurt. So, okay, now Taylor, you're up and you're the next guy. And Taylor's amazing. Don't get me wrong. But Derrick Henry was here and Taylor was there. And then everybody else is down here. You know, it's, it's funny how that, and it, it doesn't have that, you know, that I am, my shadow looms over the entire league sort of thing that Henry has, or that McCaffrey had in his peak year. Um, and if you can't, and, those guys, I mean, it, it's hard. It's hard for a running back to be an MVP. It really is, uh, especially in today's NFL. No, I, I think Taylor could, if the Colts, you know, were where the Titans are, if they flip flop, like if they say the Colts had swept the Titans in those games and instead of the other mm-hmm. way around, I think Taylor would have a good shot. I, I think that there's just no quarterback playing that well. If you look at Rodgers last year, 48 touchdowns, five picks. I mean, it was a ridiculous year in 16 games. And you look at Lamar Jackson the year before and Patrick Mahomes the year before. These guys were just absolutely destroying the league. There is nobody even remotely close to those three seasons this year. There's nobody even close. Nobody's yeah. having that year. And so in a, in a case like that, if there was a dominant running back who was carrying his team, which, which Taylor is the guy, but the team's six and six, that, that you can't. So it will be a quarterback. I think I, I don't. And even the Rams are what seven and four now. I mean, um, Cooper cup was the guy that I thought like might be able to like have such a ridiculous year, but they're just going to choose like one of the quarterbacks. I'm not, you know, right now I'm probably be Brady. I would say is would probably win it if they ended it now. Yeah. It won't be Justin Herbert. Uh, unfortunately. I mean, no. he, he actually made some mistakes yesterday, but it was still the, the chargers charging. I mean, they're committing these penalties that just kill drives. They had some, a questionable OPI. I'm on Mike Williams. One play. They missed a field goal down 14, 10, which meant that they went for it on fourth down the next time and didn't make it because, uh, you know, well, they made it a couple times and then then still got stymied. You know, it was just one of those things where everything just mushroomed. Um, and then of course there was the pick six that ended that game basically. Uh, but still, uh, the three afternoon games were all really fun to watch. You know, all sorts of stuff going on in each of those games. Uh, but the, the Chargers, they 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 can't get out of their own way, and they have half an offensive line. The other half can't protect Herbert at all, and it's it's frustrating to watch because we all, you know. Hey, unless you're unless you're a Broncos fan, obviously. I actually had a pretty good feel about the Broncos going into this one. Their defense is still a pain in the butt. Yeah, the Broncos are good, and their offense isn't that bad, although Teddy Bridgewater did nothing. But you can run on the Chargers, and so the Broncos are a good run team. You know, Javante Williams, Melvin Gordon, you can just kind of smash them. And so if you have a team that you can run on, I think the running game has so been overlooked in this like analytics era. I, if you have a team that can't run and can't stop the run, that team's just going to be in trouble all the time. They're going to be in bad down distances all the time. They're easy to, to plan for. You can rush them. Um, you don't have to really respect the run at all. I think like te- a team like the Chargers are just, they're just never going to get there, especially if you start to get to December, late November. Um, you, they're just never going to get there with that kind of setup. Like you, you can't run or stop the run. Forget it. You know, yeah. I, I think, I think you're pretty much, you know, just dead. Well, the, the two AFC North team uh, games yesterday, the Bengals were able to run and run and run. The Steelers couldn't get out of their own way, but the Ravens don't have a running game right now, unless it involves Lamar. 
Uh, that's the thing. Every once in a while, Freeman breaks off some decent ones. Late in that game, they got some runs, and that was huge. But their offense is not the same right now. I mean, I, I, I don't think it's just a running back issue. I think Freeman's okay. I don't think their offensive line is what it used to be either, though. I just don't think that they can run right now. Uh, and that's why I think they get backed up. Now, keep in mind, too, I mean, Lamar, I don't know what version of him. You know, there's there's Stefania Bell had a pretty good uh, thing on the ESPN pregame show yesterday talking about players coming back from, like, missing a game with an illness. Like, there's, like, a huge drop in their next game back. And it kind of came through here. Lamar was terrible. Mayfield was terrible in this game. That was well, it was Mayfield's, an atrocity Mayfield's, of a Sunday Mayfield's, night Mayfield's, game. Mayfield's always terrible. The thing about uh, Lamar is, and, and Stefania mentioned this on our show, was that, He's had like, oh, he had COVID twice. Okay. You can get yep. it twice. I think I had it twice. Um, and um, okay. He recovered, but he seems to have some other non COVID illness that's been lingering. And she was saying like, what's going on with his immune system? Cause this guy's, you know, 25, 26 years old. This is not right. somebody, this is somebody who should be crushing these viruses. Like it's not even a big deal. And yet he's been sick a lot, like to the point where he had to miss a game. I mean, you know, who misses a game with it? I mean, if you had a bad flu, you couldn't play, but usually you play through, you know, Michael Jordan's flu game or whatever that he had. I mean, most of these athletes will play through a, an illness. Um, and so, you know, a lot of people are saying, and, and Lamar said in the press conference, said my throws were short, all his interceptions, they were weak. He didn't have enough zip on them. Yeah. And he might be a little weak. And I, it is something to get to the bottom of because if he's not himself, the Ravens are done. And I, I do think the running game does hurt them. The fact that J.K. Dobbins, Gus Edwards, both those guys are beasts. I mean, Dobbins not a beast. He's more of a skill guy. Edwards is a beast that really made the Ravens stuff to stop. But now that you don't have it, you just blitz, you know, and you just, you just hammer Lamar and once in a while he'll, he'll bust a, a run, but, or the crazy touchdown throw to Andrews where he, he, he was dodging Garrett and curse and all yeah. that. And that was crazy. I mean, it's seeing, I don't know. You, you probably watched the short version. I, I don't did, know yeah. if they showed like curse, like throwing his helmet after that play. He was so ticked off. Um, you know, and Miles Garrett's just like shaking his hand, like, man, what a play. But you know, it's it just, it, it was crazy. Like, you know, that's what it took for them to score though. Right. It was just like a, a Chuck that, that Andrews made a diving grab on, but right. you know, so we'll see that that's a huge story, but the Ravens are not the same without that power running game without, you know, the Ingram or the J, you know, peak Ingram or the JK Dobbins type. I just, I don't, this team doesn't have, they're the one seed in the AFC right now, but I don't see them going anywhere. I, I don't see them beating, they could lose to anybody, anybody, and they could, you know, win a game because there's no one that good, but I don't see them running their way through it. I, I, all I see is the Patriots and Chiefs right now. That's it. Those are the only two teams I see as like real contenders. Bengals, come on, Bengals. I will see, we'll see. Maybe, maybe, maybe. 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 I, at least, at least they haven't, establish themselves as not being a contender you know what i mean i think like right. maybe if if the defense is you know plays stout then you know maybe this can they, maybe uh they could be uh but well, we were talking this way about the titans two weeks ago shit can happen and well and i mean does. they it, lost aj brown julio jones and derrick henry i mean that's right that's what i'm saying things can happen like that yeah. what, what happens if the Bengals lose joe burrow boom done you know well, yeah. anybody losing the qb but i'm saying like yeah. you know as constituted now like it, to me it's like Chiefs and Pats. That's the showdown that's looming. I don't I don't take the Ravens seriously. I think they're too soft. Yeah, you might be right about that. We'll see. I don't yeah, which is weird to say about a Ravens team. You just never they don't they're not they're a finesse team. They're not a they do stop the run though. They are physical up front. Um they're just bad against the pass, which is not good to be it's not a good that's not a good weakness to have either. Yeah. Uh we owe you a couple of notes here. Let's go ahead and whip that out real quick. Uh the NFL season is heating up and Yahoo is going big on daily fantasy football this season. 
There will be a ton of big prize contests throughout the year on Yahoo, including their multi-entry contests now being shark-free. To celebrate Yahoo going big on DFS, as well as Yahoo Daily Fantasy becoming shark-free, Yahoo is giving all users the opportunity to claim free $10 in site credit. Users can take advantage of this free $10 site credit to, to offer to join any paid contest, including Yahoo's biggest contest, the weekly $1 million DFS NFL Baller Contest. The weekly $1 million contest features $1 million in total prizes, including first place, receiving $100,000, and tons of overlay in prizes. Play daily fantasy football on Yahoo this season. Visit sports.yahoo.com slash daily fantasy slash welcome to claim the free $10 offer to get started. While we're here, we're going to mention our, our friends at Thrive as well. Thrive is back for another season of fantasy football, and they're running huge guaranteed contests each week this NFL season. With Thrive Fantasy, you can eliminate the countless hours of research and focus on only the top-tier athletes that have the biggest impact on the game, like Corderell Patterson. Sign up today and get a free six-month Rotowire subscription. Here's how you claim your free Rotowire subscription. One, visit rotowire.com slash thrive. Two, deposit a minimum of $10 and receive a 100% deposit bonus up to $100. Three, play in your first paid contest and receive a free six-month Rotowire subscription. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Big thanks to Yahoo, big thanks to Thrive, and also big thanks to the Blue Wire Network uh, for all the, for hosting our podcast all season long. Uh, we'll take care of our advertising business for today's podcast. All right, let's, let's Craig, uh, break down the rest of this slate. Dalvin Cook got hurt. Got to watch that one there. That San Francisco, nine, uh, San Francisco Vikings game was fun. A lot of stuff going on in that game. But losing Cook like that, uh, that really sucks. Um, my, uh, it, the interesting thing to me is, I know Madison's the guy you got to pick up, but the kid that kicked the uh, returned the kickoff return for touchdown, his second of the year, actually got a couple carries in this game. And uh, I got to look at look at because pronunciation is going to be an issue here for me. But uh, 
I'll, by 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 the middle of the week, I'll have it. But for now, I'm gonna it's, it's something to watch for a little bit. But uh, Kane Wangwu, uh, I think it's Wangwu is how you pronounce it. I think the uh, the in is silent. But this is two touchdown returns he's had, and now he had a like a rush for seven yards. If you're looking for a little tiny little upside, I think he might be someone you get because Madison's rostered everywhere, right? But you're trying to find the guy, the next guy. If Cook's got a serious injury, they're going to need a second right. guy. And it's one injury to Madison away from being the first guy. And uh, I think, you know, everyone's like, oh, you know, thanks to, you know, Lamar Jackson, like other guys are getting a chance to play quarterback with this style. How about thanks to Cordero Patterson? Get a kick returner in there. Get the guy the ball. You know, right. I, I mean, how many years did Cordero Patterson toil? Uh, and I always thought this guy's 6'3", 240, runs a 4'3". And every time he has the ball in his hands as a kick returner, it's like he's yeah. electrifying. And what, you can't get the guy the ball? Sometimes they hand it off like once a year and he gets a 50-yard touchdown run. Um, and, you know, it's like – And it's Atlanta that frees him up. It's well, Atlanta Arthur, Arthur, that Arthur, Smith, Arthur Smith, you know, he might be – he might have something. You know, I mean, he's the guy who freed Henry too. You know, I mean, he's the guy who got – they were having Henry behind Deion Lewis, you know, in, in uh, Tennessee. They didn't know what they had. So – um. You know, maybe one of these, I mean, if a guy can run a kickoff like that for a touchdown twice, mm-hmm. um, I, I want the ball in his hands. I don't, I don't see why it's so complicated to say um, this guy can have the whole defense chasing him and he can break through and get a touchdown. Why that's not something desirable um, right. in your offense. And I understand why like the Devin Hester's and those guys didn't really work out very well. They're just so small. Um, but, you know, these guys aren't, you know, uh, Nwagu, whatever his name is, is you know six feet two ten. That's not that style for a running back, but he's not some you know hundred eighty pound guy that you're trying to you know get the ball in his hands all the time. He, he's he could he could handle some carries. So Atlanta looked terrible the last two weeks too, and I know it, you you broke this all down when you're making your selection, but I think it's pretty funny that they they came back and did this that they found they found a way to unlock Patterson. I think Smith's actually a good coach. I think he's got some horrible parts. I mean, I, I, you know, I, I think they've got an aging Matt Ryan. They don't have a successor in line. Uh, and they're actually kind of playing themselves out of get drafting that, uh, at least an right. obvious I, one, if there is an obvious one in this yeah, year. Yeah, I don't think draft. there is one this year, at least I'm told. Yeah. Right. So, I mean, look. But they're five and six with this roster. Dude, they're Cordell MV Patterson, dude. Cordell MV Patterson. That dude, I mean, I love that dude. You know, it's like Justin Tucker's a hero to me for the rest of my life after what he did. He always right. already was. Cordell right. Patterson. I mean, there's people who stepped up for the team of destiny. You know, destiny doesn't happen by accident. Andy Dalton, what an incredible drive to get, to get that executed. I mean, Andy Dalton, a great player, you know, a great, he had over great. 300 yards passing on Thanksgiving. It didn't seem Ste- like it, but stepped he did. Up big. whoever the offensive linemen were that were getting all those false starts. You know, I really appreciate it. The offensive lineman that did the yo mama joke to uh Jadavid, about Jadavid and Clowney's mother, who got the 15 yard penalty. Yeah, That's the hero. We didn't think we needed. Yes. <laughs> there's, there's a litany of heroes and, um, and you know, and, and the latest one, you know, was Patterson. I mean, what a, what a monster. He just stepped up, made those big runs. I mean, they probably don't win that game or they certainly don't win it as easily without it. So um, just, I, I always love that guy. That guy, that guy's a hall of famer. I mean, he's a hall of fame returner and finally 10 years into his career. They're like, Oh, Maybe we can give him the ball too. And he's, it's not Kyle Pitts. They're like, get the physical freak, the all time physical freak, the ball. Well, they did. Corderell Patterson, not Kyle yes. Pitts. By the way, Kyle Pitts did nothing. He caught one first down that was kind of key. Um, 
that has just been a weird thing that they can't just get in the ball. I mean, but like, think oh, about it. it. It's obvious. Look at that receiving core. It's terrible. I mean, so that, what? Look at look at Devontae Adams. They get him the ball all the time. You know, yeah, it's you like, have an all time quarterback, all time great quarterback. Well, Matt, Matt Ryan is an experienced quarterback who's won an MVP. You think he could be get the ball to a guy that could run a route, move him around in motion? I mean, there's a lot of teams with a number one that is like so far away the number one, and whether or not like it's efficient, you know, that's another you know story but also adams is an elite route runner let's let's maybe give Pitts more than a half a season in the nfl before we're kind of holding i get it but i get it but just get him the ball i mean just you know it shouldn't be hard to get him you know 11 targets a game and you know six yeah. catches a game i mean it, it just shouldn't be impossible to do that and yet it's like he's not even on the field i mean and ever since people, ridley went away i mean it's been well, very tough but it's, but it's but it's also like oh well he's got to run routes why he's 6'5 250 and he runs a 4-4 like what kind of route does he really have to run? Just throw the goddamn ball to him. It doesn't matter if someone's covering him. It's like, at what point are you like, oh, he has to be, he's not Deshaun Jackson. He doesn't have to be wide open to get the ball. It he just True. needs to be, you know, just lead him, throw it, you know, let him make plays. You know, they're not even giving him a chance to make a play. Right. And I wonder if that's, it's, is that a failure of him to get open or is it a failure of the play calling? Um, it might be that, Matt, you know, remember Julio never scored touchdowns for the Falcons, you know, consistently. Right. Right. And maybe Matt Ryan just doesn't like to throw into traffic. He just right. doesn't because maybe that, you know, it was easy to keep, stay with Julio on a short field in the red zone more. And, and he just didn't want to make that throw where it was like, I know he's covered, but I'm going to throw it anyway. Maybe, maybe that's part of it. I don't know. Week five, he, he went nine for one nineteen and one week seven after the buy seven for one sixty three. We're like, yeah, this is, this is the generational prospect. Right. And all that. And then after that, two for 13, 362, 460, 329, 226. Ah, come on. Uh, yeah, it's just, just, man, I, I, I don't understand the mystery of them. Um, I think Arthur Smith is a good coach. I think getting five wins out of this crew is pretty amazing. Um, I think that oh, they were just one win. There's just one win that matters, Jeff. I mean, yeah, this, but that's right. So yeah. we, this team was outscored 76 to three over the last two games. I know. Took them on the road. I know. We took them on the road. Okay. So I know it's just, you know, and, and you use the bears on Thanksgiving. I mean, and they're, they're objectively bad. They're talking they're, about getting their coach fired before the game. I love you it. Use them. The thing is, you know, the beauty of survivors, once you use a team, of course you never use them again. And you're like, thank God I don't have to use that team again. It's just a great thing. It's like, I feel oh, that way about Baltimore, by the way. I feel like oh, I'm yeah, so no, glad no I've used them up everywhere. I, I actually, in one I, one second chance pool, I'm I'm still alive in. I used them this week and just, I was like, oh, please just get by. Just please get by. Oh, God, thank God. But now I got to think about the next week. You know, you know, the team that and you mentioned in your article, but the team that's like the Patriots is the Dolphins. Um, that I'm starting to get more and more confident with them every week. And they're not pretty. They're not like, no. oh. They're not an aesthetically pleasing team to watch, but their defense is just beating the crap out of teams. Uh, they, they just pounded Cam into submission. Uh, and Cam was bad, but he, he they couldn't protect him at all. He was just getting blood. Never, never go full. Never join a team and go full Darnold. You know, he just, he decided to go full Darnold. Um, I was like, Oh wait, it's Darnold. He's back. They've gotten Darnold back. It's Cam Newton, Darnold. Um, yeah, so maybe the problem was the offensive line all along. I, I mean, mean Darnold's still bad, but. I think it obviously has gotten worse. Uh, the Dolphins are mini Patriots. You know, they play better as yeah. the year goes on every year. Maybe Brian Flores is, you know, he and Vrabel, you know, the Belichick coaching tree was always a joke. It was like Romeo Cornell and uh, who are the other, uh, what was the guy? Mangini, the genius, Mangenius. There yes. a bunch of, there's a bunch, I mean, Joe Judge, you know, there's a, there's a bunch of like real duds, but there was more than that. There was, uh, 
Charlie Weiss, right? Wasn't he like part oh, of the Oh, yeah. There's, there's a bunch of duds in there. Oh, uh, what's his name? Bill O'Brien was, uh, was Belichick, right? So there's, there's a bunch of duds. And it was like, what's wrong with the Belichick tree? But all of a sudden, you have Rabel and Flores. And you're like, oh, okay. There's some, this is bearing some actual fruit. And Flores, um, every year, the team seems to get better. And it, this team was dead. They were like one and seven. They're five and seven. You know, you don't want to play the Dolphins now. No. So, um, well, you know, it's funny. I made Dolphins my best bet in staff picks. Um, and I actually was pretty comfortably on the, the Pats, even though I saw other people like that spread's too big and all that. No. And honestly, that game changed on one play the Hilliard fumble. Me broke off that huge run. Right. They, were, they were down, they were down six. Yeah, I know. And I needed the Patriots to lose in Survivor, too. Right. Um, that, that was a huge play. This, and also keep in mind this after Bullock had missed an extra point and missed a field goal. This game could have been it should have been 1917 at that point. Right. Uh and then it kind of got away from him late. But Tennessee, I mean, I'll Rebel may make some questionable down and distance decisions, but he's a good coach. He oh, is he's a, a really, really good, good coach. coach. No, Getting them those... to play hard on the road in that situation like that without anybody as far as like players that could scare you, that's pretty impressive to me. Yeah, no, Vrabel and Flores are like the two that actually seem good. Um, and, you know, who knows why it took this long, but those guys, you know, they, they both, you know, Vrabel has that like totally fearless. As you said, they'll play anywhere. They show up. And Flores has that sort of like improves the year goes on figure out what you're doing wrong. I mean, part of it, they lost his quarterback for a couple of weeks. Part of it, they lost their best yeah. cover guys, but the defense is starting to play well. And uh, it's uh, yeah. The dolphins and Patriots are like almost automatic, like every week, just take them until someone, until the line gets out of hand, because it's just a gimme this week. Well, you'll see on guess the lines tomorrow, what the line is. It's Giants yeah, dolphins tomorrow. Yeah. Oh, okay. Good. Yeah. I haven't even looked at, you know, be honest. I haven't even looked at the matchups. I know the Bengals host the chargers and uh, look at, I looked at the matchups. I'm already plotting out like, of course you are. Of course of, you of did. Survivor. Yeah. Yeah. You have matchup. to, you have to, because you have to think about the future a little bit now. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's, it's going to be fun to see that there. Any other notes you want to talk about before we sign off for today? No, that's good. I'm happy to be alive in real life. I'm happy to be alive in survivor. And hopefully those two things are still the same uh, next week when we do this podcast. Uh, let me throw one more game out there. We haven't even yeah. talked about your giants hardly. Uh, yeah. And how they shut down Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts. The Eagles have a problem with Hurts. They they're, they're begging him not to throw the ball now. Yeah, uh, Miles Sanders got hurt and he was running well. Uh, mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean they just kept throwing picks, you know. And the Giants' defense is pretty good, but it's not like you know world beater. And I don't really know what his problem is. Uh, I mean, he's obviously a good running quarterback, but they need to design something that's a little better. It's like Ertz has been great after he left Philly. Goddard hasn't done much. Uh, they have Devonta Smith. That's it, right? Devonta Smith. Devonta and, uh, Smith and Dallas Goddard. Um, I think Goddard, Goddard doesn't play. He doesn't do much, though. I mean, they barely get him the ball. So it's like they just haven't established um, enough of a passing attack. Like every, they were throwing all the time early in the year, and then they had success running it. Um, and now, you know, it's like they can't even – figure out who to throw to like Jalen Rieger's a non-factor oh, Rager. oh my yeah. god those two drops oh poor Rager I mean and poor poor Philly but uh you know that, that, either that one of those six drops people. six yeah. people went out on that uh, in my pool so that was great the Giants did me a real solid um yeah Goddard let me look at what Goddard did Goddard had uh one catch for zero yards yesterday so that's not is that good no yeah and they no. didn't even they didn't target Smith once on that last drive either 
Uh, and I don't know, are, are like teams shift completely shifting coverage to him now? It might be because like they, why else throw to Rager after the first drop? He was wide open right at the goal line. Even if he doesn't get in the end zone, it's still right at the doorstep there. They can, they can score after that. They get the first down and all that. Oh, just what a mind blowing way to end. It's very herky jerky. There's no like rhythm consistency to the offense. You have to, mm-hmm. when you see good drives, when a team makes a nice drive where there's a six yard run and then a, an out for 12 and then a, you know, then a, jet sweep for seven you know you see teams drive and there's a rhythm and the defense is off balance i just never see that with the eagles it's like hurts running around maybe he'll scramble then they'll take a sack it's like so there's just not that smoothness to their drives and you know it's hard to win on just a you know fire drill all the time it is it really is uh the the pats have themselves a good kicker nick folk uh, i think that's been under the radar how good what he's a beast been. what a beast i have him in one league it's like i almost dropped him and thank God I didn't. I mean, every week, the, the guy's like, the, I think he's probably the number one kicker this year. Yeah, he, he, he really is. I mean, he, the, the, it's the perfect setup. They're a good team, but they don't always finish drives well. So he, he gets a lot of chances. I mean, there was the Cleveland game, and he only had one field goal, but that's because they were scoring so many touchdowns in that one. Had six extra points. But you look at it, like six attempts yesterday, four against Atlanta, four against the Chargers a few weeks ago. And he's making almost all of them. Missed like a 52-yarder yesterday, but okay, whatever. Um, you'll take that any day. But uh, so, yeah, pretty pretty awesome run by him. And when you get a difference maker there, it's, it's really nice. It's, it's such a huge thing. Uh, but, you know, they actually still have a bye coming up the, in week 14. So you might have to re- – you'll, you'll have to replace them maybe in time for your fantasy playoffs too. Something to watch for there, depending on like what le- what format you use. It's the it's – the, uh, I will – I won't drop him. I'm going to use – you know, but it's – playoff time is easier to drop backups and stuff. Uh, right. It's the FSGA league. I have the most points. I've, I'm only like – I'm going to be eight and four, but there's guys ahead of me record-wise. But it's just a team that's just loaded. It's a 14-team league. And I didn't even have – my first two picks were Zeke and CEH in that league, uh, which aren't that good. But I got like McLaurin and Debo and uh, you know and Josh Allen. I got a I got a good. It's a good team. So it's that's a fun team. And Nick Folk has been carrying me. Nice, very nice. All right, that's going to wrap it up for today. I want to thank WinBet for their sponsorship. Thank you guys for listening. Uh, we got Jake and Joe coming up tomorrow with uh, Waiver Wire Tuesday, and of course we'll talk a lot more about the team of destiny. Can't wait to find out what Chris is going to do in Week 13. So tune in all week long. Thanks for listening. Have a great day.